0: talk wellness world sleep day which will be commemorated on the 18th of march that's tomorrow so the world health organization or who states that approximately two out of three adults are not getting enough sleep and that societal lack of sleep is a global health epidemic research has shown that insufficient sleep has a devastating effect on brain health lack of sleep has been linked to diseases such as alzheimer's cancer diabetes Uh, infertility, heart attacks, weight gain, and obesity. This is according to Resilient People. And our next guest then will share some practical ideas on how we can improve the quality of sleep we need to and uh, take steps to ensure that we take rest as a part of self-care. Johnny Peddy, executive coach, behavioral strategist and managing director of Resilient People, joins us now for more. Johnny, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm extremely well, thank you, Asanda. And how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. You share a surname with a language that we just quoted now, uh, (laughs) and but yours is Petty. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Okay, wonderful. And
1: I I have an adopted daughter whose name is Asanda.
0: Oh, so, uh, there oh, you go. That's there we go. Dish, yeah.
1: I have a gamma there
0: in your home household. I love <laughs> that. Great stuff. Uh, and one topic we're going to be talking about on Sound Awake when we're all up and uh, ready to talk on the air at 3 a.m. in the morning is sleeping. Yes. <laughs> That's our, it. And to our truck drivers and nurses and farmers and other broadcasters and journalists and, and doctors who are up at this time. But let's talk why uh, is, help, I mean, is sleep a, a foundational pillar? Of human health. I mean, it affects so many things we quoted here: Alzheimer's, cancer, diabetes, infertility, heart attacks, even weight gain.
1: That's right. So, Sunday is a foundation. Your word is spot on. And um, in fact, our brain does not sleep while we uh, think we we are fast asleep. So, it's a foundation for detoxing the brain. And the brain is like the conductor for your whole body. So, when your brain detoxes and your brain repairs tissues and says to, you know, the various parts of the body, let's, you know, rejuvenate and reboot overnight, it's uh, it's one third of your life that your body says, okay, let's uh, repair the damage of the day and uh, let's make sure that we are healthy and strong to go forward. And to the point you just made, Asunder, you know, so truck drivers and nurses and doctors, etc. And, and also media people, Kanye and I were speaking about that earlier, Mm. is, you know, you've got to look at your shift work and say, okay, you know, I'm working through the night. That's what I do. And then how do I make sure that the daytime sleep is as deep and good quality sleep to do that repair work that happens in the body while we are? Have our head luller on the pillow?
0: Mm. And how much sleep are we supposed to be lullering and getting uh, daily? A minimum of
1: seven hours. So uh, a lot of people are frowning and you know lifting their eyebrows right now and going, oh my goodness, I can only get five, I can only get you know five and a half. Well, it's a minimum of seven, and it's seven consecutive hours. So really, you know, what you don't want is three hours here and catch another you know three hours there. So it's your body needs those consecutive hours to get all those processes going to wash out, as I just said, the toxins in your brain, et cetera. So it's between seven and nine hours, but uh, you should aim for seven. That's the golden minimum.
0: Yeah, and I was going to ask that, can you break the hours apart? Uh, That means then I can just issue a disclaimer right now. If I don't read (laughs) things correctly on air, guys, it's because my sleep is is, uh, cut off between five hours at first uh, intermittently. I mean, uh, interrupted, not interrupted, and then I get another two or three later. So so then uh, that's not supposed to be the case. Well,
1: it's not, I mean, your lifestyle. What time do you need to be at the studio, Sunday?
0: I'm here, like, at half past two. So 20 past two, half past two. So that gives me about five hours of sleep. If I sleep at around eight, my cutoff, yeah. normally around yeah. half past seven. Practically as a yeah. single parent, I mean, I can't sleep any earlier than that. I, I try yeah. to, but I've yeah. got stuff to do. So I try half past seven, eight, and that gives me about five hours of sleep.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, it's it's not the end of the world then. if you That's going to just be excuse me, your circadian rhythm, your body clock. So then to get, I would, if you could during the day, get 2 90 19-minute cycles of power naps. So um, mm. this is a really good topic for people who are, you know, driving to work now and they have to get up really early or, you know, driving home, is that power napping does help the body detoxify as well. Mm. But there are only two times that you should power nap for. So the first is a quick 20-minute power nap. Um, and I do that sometimes during the day if I've had a really, you know, I work on the Australian time zone. Okay. But so sometimes I'm up at midnight to be on my, on Zoom at uh, half past 12 and start lecturing at 1. So, you know, then I power nap during the day, but I power nap for 20 minutes, um, or you power nap, as I'm suggesting for you, as under a 90 minute power nap. Mm. Um, and that's really, you know, just in terms of the cycles of what, what happens in your brain as you sleep. You go through non ring sleep, which is stages one to four. Stage one is light. So, you know, a dog barks or a door bangs or something happens and you, push, you wake up quickly. Stage four is that deep, deep restorative sleep that you really want so that you don't get the Alzheimer's that you spoke about earlier. Mm. So, I, you know, you get your five hours being a single parent. I completely understand that. I was a single parent for many years. And then during the day, two 90-minute power naps. So it would mm. be, you know, there are, there's some research. It's not, it's not a whole lot of evidence-based research, but there is some research that when we lived, you know, you know outdoors and on, you know, in the wild and in, in caves, is that we did get two stages of sleep, you know. So we, some of us might have woken up at midnight to stroke the fire and, you know, make sure that no lions were nearby. So there's a little bit of research around that. But, um, you know, lifestyle-wise, you're going to have to just get two power naps during the day. Is that possible? Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, I do do that, actually. After dropping the kids off at school, I try and get some sleep, and then I'll go to gym, and I'm fine. So I'm I'm functioning. I think, as you say, it's a matter of find your rhythm and make sure that you adjust accordingly.
1: Exactly, and I mean, you sound absolutely fantastic. So, thank you. <laughs> it's, uh, it's your body clock that's got to find that rhythm, yeah. and yeah. the body clock is important. Yeah.
0: So, what role does diet play in this uh, topic about getting quality sleep?
1: Well, it's actually an interesting one because it's it's um, they're very interconnected. Mm-hmm. So, diet plays a role, and sleep plays a role in diet, so that it works bi-directional. So let's just do it from the one direction. Should you have you know a big party night, so you're out with your mates and you're having a great time and you get to bed really late because mm-hmm. you're out you know, it's just what you're doing. The next day I guarantee that you're gonna mum num, num. I definitely feel like some slop chips. I feel like yeah. something like carbohydrate like or sugar, you know, a donut with sugar on it. And those are two no no foods. But what your body does when you have insufficient sleep is it uh, craves extra food and sugary carbohydrate food. So there are two hormones that your body produces that have a role in diet mm-hmm. The first hormone is called ghrelin. Insufficient sleep, so you've been out too late, you wake up, and um, this ghrelin makes you want to eat more and more and more. You know sometimes Sunday you have breakfast and you go, oh mm, my goodness, I'm still not I'm still not full. I definitely need some more food. That's too much ghrelin hormone in your body. And then uh, your body also produces leptin. And if you have too little leptin in your body because you've had insufficient sleep, then you're definitely just not going to feel satiated. You're going to have that full breakfast, eggs, bacon, sausage, baked beans, whatever. And afterwards, you're going to go, gee, coffee and a big fat muffin because I'm still you know, not full. Mm. So insufficient sleep you're probably going to eat more and then if you don't eat properly you are not going to sleep well so the other direction and in fact you speak to a lot of people who possibly like you you're going to go to sleep at half of seven eight it's been a long day you know oh my goodness single mom said the kids maybe I'll just have a quick you know sandwich for supper maybe not the best thing either your body loves protein at night so whether you vegetarian or not Um, It wants something called tryptophan, which is a lovely um, uh, part of protein, amino acid. You really need to eat well to sleep well, and when you don't sleep well, you won't eat well. It's a bit of a garbled sentence, but that's the truth.
0: So can you supplement those hormones, leptin and ghrelin? No. <laughs> oh, man, there's no supplement. We're all looking for quick fixes Sunday. No, the answer is no. <laughs> all right. So just do uh, you know what you need to do, I guess, then. What, what other activities can we do to improve the quality of our sleep?
1: You know, there's something so magnificent, and I'm just you know sitting in my office now. I'm going to go for a run after this. I hear you go for gym. Mm-hmm. gym. Um, is that the simple thing, so if you're going to be driving home now, is to watch that beautiful sunrise. Mm. So, you know, when you think about your your face, is your eyes are a protrusion of your brain. They're parts of your brain that stick out. So watching the sun rise gets the, the body clock into, you know, a, a good state. And also watching the sun set. So now I'm talking, you know, to those of us who don't do shift work. Mm. Um, to watch the sunrise within the first hour of waking is very good for sleep and to watch the sun set is very good for sleep. And why is that okay. the case? Or well, especially sunset is that um, what Professor Andrew Huberman said, and he's a professor at Stanford Medical School, he says that is like a Netflix inoculation. And what does that mean? It just means that when we go into our homes at night after sunset, we've got bright lights in the ceiling, we've got the TV on, we've got... You know, possibly your computer may still be on. Mm. Definitely your mobile phone will be on. All of this light and a lot of blue light goes into your eyes. And that inhibits good sleep. Why? Because it stops the production of melatonin, which is the sleep hormone. Okay. And yes, for Sunday you can take that, but I'm not advising <laughs> you take that. <laughs> okay. I'm advising the simple tip that you, um, if you have a normal body clock, going to bed, you know, whatever, 8, 9 or 10 and waking up at 4, 5, or 6, then you just watch the sunset. It will be a huge um, enabler for your body and your eyes to manage the bright lights in your house at night. And then uh, when you want to go to sleep, your brain starts to produce melatonin, and that gets, that's the kickstarter for good sleep. So those are simple things. I watch the sunrise and sunset as many days of the week as I can. Important. Exercise, um, I'm so thrilled to hear that you do go, You drop off the children and go to gym. At Sunday, yeah, jolly I, have to,
0: I, won't, I wouldn't function. I think I would be a mad person on the, yeah, I'd be yeah, a, yeah. a problem.
1: <laughs> I, I agree. I would be a problem as well. I would actually, if you had to say, Joni, if you could wave a magic wand, what would you do? I would take everybody's left wrist mm. and I would tattoo on the left wrist. Thy shalt exercise every day. Mm. It is so important for your body and for stress and for, or for sleep. So, I mean, you would not be able to exercise, uh, sleep, go to sleep at half of seven at night if you didn't go to gym in the morning. Yeah. It is absolutely outstanding. So sleep is a huge, huge um, kind of, um, yeah, an important element of your daily routine. So the World Health Organization says we should actually be exercising 20 to 30 minutes every day. So it doesn't mean you've got to have an hour at the gym. Mm. It doesn't mean you've even got to go to the gym. So I say to people who detest exercise, just go for a twenty minute walk every day. That is doable.
0: Yeah. Doesn't matter
1: how busy your day is, you can go for a twenty minute walk. And preferably as the sun's rising or as the sun is setting. So that is hugely important for sleep. The other important thing is we forget about the bedroom. So it's under the bedroom is only for three things sleeping reading and sex mm-hmm. that is it there should be no tv no in the TV, bedroom there I agree. Be no, com-
0: yeah.
1: no computer in the bedroom no eating in the bedroom no intense discussions with your children in the bedroom or your spouse so your bedroom really should be a sanctitude it should be quiet it should be cool Mm-hmm. And we do know from research that your bedroom should be about 16 to 18 degrees, a really cool bedroom, and a dark bedroom. I don't have a dark, I don't have blackout curtains. curtains. So what I do do is I do sleep with a sleep mask uh, on at night.
0: Okay. So,
1: um, so that you don't, you know, those shafts of light that come through your blinds or that come through, you know, your curtains or even from a street light, that will affect your sleep. So, please, everybody should be sleeping with a mask on unless they have block access.
0: Okay, great tips there. Thank you so much. Please share your digital footprint, your social media handles, and websites for uh, resilient people.
1: Great. So, it is uh, www.resilientpeople.co.za. And then, Instagram, it's Joni Petty. Facebook, it's Joni Petty. And uh, LinkedIn, it's Joni Petty. And those are. Those are the predominant platforms that I use.
0: All right, Joni, spelt J-O-N-I. That's correct. Thanks again so much Thank for your time and enjoy your jog and uh, have a great uh, start to your day. We appreciate it. Thank time. you
1: so much, Asanda. You too. Cheers
0: for now. Thanks, Joni. Petty is Executive Coach, Behavioral Strategist and Managing Director of Resilient.